When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3 presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 414. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Night. That's me playing the guitar, if you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome for that, for blessing your ears with my talent. I wish. Yeah, he just, I've never played he, an instrument. Do you? Have you ever played one? I tried learning guitar one time. It didn't, I tried for like a week. Didn't last. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Didn't last. You're either an athlete or, or a musician. Rarely do you get both. But that's that's what's crazy about that intro is you just hit me up one day. You're like, yo, it's down in my garage. I just ripped this off real quick. I'm sending one you the time. file. One take. One take. And I said, wow, I got to yeah. use that for something. And intro. the intro was born. Didn't need and any payment for it. I was like, you know, it's all good. The intro was born. And unbeknownst to Nate, a musical career was born. Yeah. Goes Since on tour retired. tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> oh! Well, all right. Uh, opposite ends of the spectrum there, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll choose to believe you go on tour tomorrow. Uh, can somebody free our guy Joey Votto? I can't take it anymore with this with this. I'll say it: depressing version of a once happy man. These videos that he keeps posting. Driving through a car wash, taking a cooking class. He was doing laundry or something the other day. He goes, this isn't spring training. This isn't spring training. This isn't spring training. Can we please get our guy to spring training? No, he should have retired. I I mean, he didn't. This is on him. He didn't pop out to, to what? The first baseman until like last weekend for the first time in his career. Or something like that. Yeah, I know. That was weird. I think that's deserving of a contract, if nothing else. Just that. Just that alone. But either somebody sign him or he needs to retire because this this campaign that he's he's on right now, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I, I feel for the guy, but also let's let's make something happen. I, I'm, I think a lot of these teams are probably just, this is a problem. And and this is what we talked about last week. Like I wouldn't mind a nice little free agency deadline situation. Um, I don't know, man. I think maybe teams are just going to wait it out, see what spring training looks like for a week or two. See, I think you like, you know what Joey Votto is like, you know what you're getting. So it's like, hey, let's feel this out. You know, do we have anything going on here? If not, 
add him in. I I can I can think of some rosters that could benefit from a Mr. Joey Votto. So there's there's maybe ten rosters that absolutely have no interest, don't need them. Mm-hmm. They're they're beyond signing Joey Votto. Uh, and there's probably a handful that would maybe be interested but can't because of roster situations. But then yeah. the rest, you're telling me nobody could use a Joey Votto? Come on. Even just yeah. for a year. Put him on some posters. It's weird how he went from like not like zero social media ever up until like two years ago. And then he just dabbled into Instagram or Twitter. And now look at him. The guy's documenting his entire life. Do you think here? Here's a question. Do you think he'd be interested in joining our fantasy league? If he ends up not playing this year? I think it's worth an offer. Should I reach out? You should. Dig up his email somewhere. Well, you said it, and I agree. The dude's never been more active on social media than right yeah, now. It's fair. I just hit him up. Hit him up on Go Instagram. Joey, come on. I don't hate Actually, you know what? Let me see right now. Let you me do see it right if, now. Let me see if I can message him. He may have one of those accounts where you can't. Hold on. Let me see. No, nope, not Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Oh, I can message him. Joey Botto is clearly occupied. I don't think he'd want to join the league. <laughs> I went to our messages and it was tagged. The post from back on April 7th, 2022. Joey Votto just popped out to the pitcher for the first time ever. Over 8,000 plate appearances. Anyway. That's such a sick stat. That's so weird. That's such a weird sick stat. How should I, what should I, how should I phrase this? Joey. It's a good start. Uh, it's a good yeah. start. Yeah. Professional. Yeah. 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 I don't hate it. It's direct. Mr. Votto. Mm. Joey. If no team makes the obviously correct choice to sign you we have a spot in our fantasy league with your name on it just ask him to be the third guy and on let's just bring him on as a third host just join the pod Yes. <laughs> you can also come onto the podcast. We're looking for a third host. There it is. For the podcast. Kyle. Perfect. Just keep it in mind. All right. Do you think he's actually bald or is he one of those guys that like chooses to do that? A little both. 
I don't think he needs to. Like you, if you just put like a little bit of work into it, I know you just shaved it all off, but I could probably save it if I wanted to. You could save it. You could yeah. salvage it. They got they got stuff for that, but yeah. it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Um Yeah, right. I got guy? nothing. Cody Bellinger. Let's think of a transition. Cody oh, Bellinger. All right. Um look. This three year eighty million dollar deal. People keep saying, well, it's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal because it has two. It has opt-out after the first and second years. Can I be honest with you? Right here off the top? Off the rip? Right off the rip? Uh, I know in seasons past, I've, I've uh, predicted a Cody Bellinger comeback, and we got that Cody Bellinger comeback. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction right here, right now. Forget the hot takes and predictions episode coming Uh-oh. your way next Uh-oh. month. Oh, I feel something steamy coming. Cody Bellinger staying put in Chicago because he's not going to be able to test the market with the way that his uh, his next couple seasons unfold. He's not going to have a choice. He's going to be staying put. And it blows my mind. This guy signed for three years, $80 million. That That's... I could do with or without. I, I don't care as much about that. But you go back, rewind a week ago. MLB trade rumors had Cody Bellinger signing for, for 12 years, $264 million. Now, I know that prediction came out weeks, months ago as we transitioned into the free agency period. But that's that's where it was at. I don't think if we were looking at this situation with with even the slightest hint of common sense that we're looking at that going, yeah, that's 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 likely. That's doable I don't, for a guy like Cody Bellinger. They, one of the most inconsistent guys right. we've seen in years past. Yeah, that's wild. I don't no. You're not getting twelve years. Sorry. I, I think that was the biggest issue. That's probably the biggest issue is why Without this a took doubt. so long. Him and his camp were probably sitting around expecting at least like an eight-year deal. We okay. Let me ask you this: we've been cover we've been covering Cody since. Well, I say Cody. We've been covering the league since before Cody's MVP season because that was twenty nineteen, if I believe. Sure, or maybe was it twenty eighteen? No, twenty nineteen, I believe. Given what we've seen since, knowing what we know about Cody, the way he's played, the consistency, the inconsistency, how many years would you have given him? Like, what's the max number of years you would have given him? He got three. He's 28 this year. I think it's more about the AAV than anything else for me. Because I have a feeling he probably had some offers out there that were like five for 80. In my head, I'm thinking I'd be comfortable with four. I would have I probably done five. Okay. Yeah. Just I'm because think- of the defensive flexibility. I feel like that's an added sure. perk. 
Um, but the offense, yeah, it, that's what makes me nervous. What what dollar amount would you throw in on that four year deal? And just straight four, no options. Um, I would have maybe I would have thrown in an option, certainly. But the four four years for me, I would be comfortable doing four because it's like. Uh, four years of you could you could find worse than four years of Cody Bellinger, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't pan out the first year or two, it would still be a manageable enough contract where you could trade it to somebody who would be like, well, let's see if we can find the the MVP Cody Bellinger. I'm tired of hearing MVP yeah. Cody Bellinger. Like it yeah. we're well past that window. Stop. Like right. I read it in all the reports, and I get it. He earned it. He that he's owed that to his name. I understand, but we need we're. we're beyond MVP Cody Bellinger, we're likely not going to see that version of Cody Bellinger again. So we can't be utilizing that uh, moniker as leverage in this situation. I mean, the the deal's done, but I'm just saying like, I don't know. I I feel like that would have been a sweet spot four or five, but for 80, I think three years, 80 is nuts. Yeah, what's think, what is that? What is that? Twenty six and change. Twenty six front loaded to where it's thirty, thirty, and then twenty in the last year. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't love that. I don't. I don't love seeing one year of you coming back and then saying here's thirty mil. I yeah. I mean. This contract is essentially structured for him to bet on himself again and and tap back into the market at the end of this year. This is a great player deal. I think this for is sure. great. I would be stoked. If I didn't get the long-term deal I was hoping for, I'd be absolutely thrilled with this. I don't... I, I if don't I'm like being on honest, the Cubs side. Yeah, I don't either. I don't... I, I'm okay with the one... The option after the first year because it's like, okay... You agree to come back here. We'll keep you in Chicago. We'll see how this first year goes. But if it, based on how it goes, you're either you're either out of here or you're staying put and we're going to keep you. But this second option, we're just going to run it back again. If this first year doesn't go the way either party planned, it's yeah. like, ah, oh, let's, let's, let's stick around. Let's try it again. It's like, yeah. no, either commit or get out. Yeah. It, like you said, it's a great it's a great situation for Cody, but I'm I could I could have done with that. If I'm the Cubs, I maybe could have done without the second option. But they needed a yeah. guy and they got their guy. It would it would have been, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I two player options in a three year deal is crazy. I would have understood player option for year two, club option for year three. Even better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The two, I've never, I don't think I've been super familiar with deals like this before. Not in this, not in the short term stuff, but good for him. I'm also, I was looking through his dudes gotten paid. Yeah. Paid because the arbitration stuff like back in 2020, I think that was post because he said MVP was 2019, right? Right, I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Well, you you keep going on that. Um, we got eleven and a half twenty twenty, one year arbitration settlement. Next year twenty twenty one sixteen point one arbitration settlement. Seventeen the next year, 
17-5 the next year, which is just crazy. Yeah, 2019. And I think, I don't know how it works. Do they, so the Cubs bought out five and a half mil. Why does it say buyout for 2024? I don't know how that works. Is that added into the overall three or 80? Maybe five and a half was, I don't know. It says, I'm looking on spot, spot track, spo track, whatever it is. It's my favorite website for contracts, by the way. Um, and I'm looking at like year by year breakdown. It says 2024 buyout one year, five and a half mil. I don't exactly understand how that means. And then it's current dead contracts. It says 2024, three and a half or five and a half. Um, I don't know what that means. I'm not seeing that at all. I see 2024, 30 mil, 2025, 30 mil opt out. Ah, uh, see that? I don't know what that means. Like, what was the buyout? He was a free agent. That's over my head. I should probably Sainzies, understand that. Same-sies, same-sies. I, I think there's a lot of loopholes financially that we don't know. Good for him, though. Got paid again. And uh, this is an overpay in my mind. One year of coming back and giving like productive numbers. I'm not going to sit here and say it was like MVP caliber again because we're tired of that combo, remember? But one year, like the, I'm going to need a little more proof in that pudding, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, ultimately, and this has been a topic of discussion. This comes, this comes back to Scott Boris. Like the, he's he's been in the news as of late because he, the the Boris Four, I believe they're called, or Boris Five, um, are I don't want to say slowing up the market because we're at spring training. We're pretty much there, so mm-hmm. it's really we're just waiting this out. They're not exactly holding anybody back. But they're holding back some teams from finalizing uh, their personnel plans. And he can't, Scott Boris came out and said just the other day, he said clubs have plenty of money to spend, but they're not spending in a matter that is customary to competitiveness. It's not that they don't have the ability to pay, but their choice is to regress on their payrolls. Yes and no. Scott. You can't look us in the eye and tell me that you really thought Cody Bellinger of all people was going to pull in a double digit length, like years in length contract. I'm looking less into the fact that these are all Boris players. I'm looking more into the fact that like they're all have like some like red flags around them. Sure. You know what I mean? Like for obvious reasons, we just went through Cody, but like Snell's a little scary. You know what I mean? Has yet to prove that he can stick around for a full season and give up like ace numbers. Um, obviously is- the last Cy Young, he had like a huge setback the next year. 
So right. I think there's and, teams that are worried about that. And and talking about monikers and everything, throwing the Cy Young label at Blake Snell, yeah, he earned it. He worked for it. He put up the numbers to to, to earn that. But I mean, this has to be one of the least confident Cy Youngs mm-hmm. going into a follow like the uh, subsequent mm-hmm. season that I can remember in, in right. recent years. Like I just, I'm not thrilled at the prospect of a of a Blake Snell leading leading a rotation he he's gonna fit the bill for somebody but it's it's not exactly the 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 strength of a label that it might hold for somebody else like a garrett yeah for example yeah but and for the reasons we just said right like the 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 down year right after his first cy young also he did this cy young in a weird way and there are a lot of teams that have the philosophy that they don't like walks then he's about this whatever kind of philosophy with walks. So he's a little different, right? And like Jordan Montgomery, we've seen some ebbs and flows with him. We saw an excellent postseason out of him. I'm not going to sit here and say he was fantastic all of last year. I think he just caught fire at the right time. Um, So you're talking about names that are just like, I'm not going to just sit here and say, oh, like it's their Boris contracts and these guys are going to do what they need to do. They're a little weird. They're a little different. And it's like a perfect storm of these free agents that are left around that are teams are tentative about. And I can't blame them for being tentative about it. I think Snell, Montgomery, like you said, I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that are like, hey, we're not really sure we want to give you ace money because you haven't proven that you're an ace ace. And then you have a lot of these teams that maybe have a solid rotation, maybe already have an ace. And have one of these guys, you know, step in as a two or three. You've also had the the carrot dangled in front of you of Dylan Cease. And the White Sox saying, hey, you know, we're going to retract that. So, like, it's it's hard to sit there and say, hey, I want to sign Snell for this this much for this long. When you could play the long game, test out your first half of the season with your rotation. And if Cease does become available or other arms around the around the league become available, you'd rather trade and use it as a rental, you know. I think there's just a lot of moving factors to this whole group. But to sum up, I I do like I like Cody Bellinger staying with Chicago. I like what Chicago's trying to do. I like Craig Council coming in and you know just kind of shifting things around. Um they're committing to guys and they seem like they have players that are kind of fun to bounce around a little bit. I watched a little bit of spring training last few days and like you watch magical kind of bounce around it's a lot of roster flexibility so i like what they're doing i'm about it it was hard to see him anywhere else you know yeah i mean well what i was gonna say cubbies are exciting me um but in Mm -hmm. regards to bellinger i don't i don't know i didn't I wasn't very emotionally invested in having him stay put in Chicago. I'm obviously uh, yeah, Cubs fans wanted yeah. him, but if he would have went elsewhere, I'd have been like, okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. All right, I'm with you. I agree. 
Yeah. I mean, I but thought I, Yankees would be a good fit pre-Soto. Yeah. But post-Soto is like, no, it's all good. Which, quick, quick uh, side note here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, it but looks so if good, I have... It? I don't know if I've ever seen a more perfect fit for the New York Yankees. Like the guy Bro. Juan Soto was born to be a New York Yankee. I uh, it it just it looks so fire. It and didn't hit me until I watched the first game and I was like, oh boy. Hitting the scoreboard in left center. Got the, it's got the back really, flip rock in the shuffle. It looks so good. It's really unfortunate that you're only going to have that for a year. I don't know, man. I don't know. Born to be a Yankee and he'll be playing elsewhere next year. It's a real shame. We'll see. Real shame. You can, you can try to plant that. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be a real shame if uh, another team within the division that has very, very strong Dominican roots, uh, maybe lured him. Sure. Lured him uh, up north. Sure. Well, maybe a little northeast. Mm. I mm. really don't see that, but. I, that's what I said. You just, you would hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you certainly would not want to see that. You're finding your, your year long talking points already, aren't you? You're I, coming I, back to this well. I, you will I, absolutely I, come back to this well. I got, I got to latch on to something, Nate. It's I, true. I, I was thinking I was in line for gas today and I looked out the window and I said, I can't nail down how I feel about this team. I wake up one day and I'm, it's that meme where it's like with gas. What do you, that's well, you know, the Costco lines, you got to wait. So that's where I do. I just do a lot of, a lot of reflection, a lot of thinking (laughs) because you're, you're sitting there for a minute for good reason. That's cheap gas. But I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this team. I wake up one, it's, as I was saying, it's like that meme where it's like the urge to say we're back 10 minutes after saying it's over. That's me every, every day. Sure is. I'm like, I, I'm just going to dive in head first, even though I know that the part of the pool I'm diving in is three feet deep, but I'm going to dive in anyway. And then the next day I I say, I don't want to have anything to do with this team. It's understandable. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. So the thought, the the pipe dream of maybe luring in a Juan Soto after being a rental for the Yankees, that's something to that's some that's a dream I can hold on to. That's a dream I've had since lunch, and I'm not giving up on it now. Okay. I wanted to Michael know Scott. how long it's been sticking around. Are you? Is that about the same time frame since lunch? Same as Michael? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's where we're at. Yeah. Wondering where you cook this up. Uh, speaking of cooking up, Mitch Keller will be cooking up for the Pirates for the next five years on a $77 million deal. I love, love this it. deal. I, I, um, you, I'm going to be honest. Oh, it. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. Uh. I'm going to be honest. I like what the Pirates are doing. They lock up Mitch Keller. 
They've got Paul Skeens in the wings. Number last year's number one pick in the draft. They locked up Cabrian Hayes. They got the guy that we all thought didn't want to be in Pittsburgh, Brian Reynolds. They can go at least through the 2030 season. I'm all about what the Pittsburgh, they're saying, Bob, sell the team, sell the team. Maybe Bob should sell a team because the family that I got up in Pennsylvania, they say Pittsburgh Pirates are just the, the farm system for the rest of Major League Baseball. That might be true. We've seen it play out like that in years past. But as of today, February 26th, I like what the Pirates are doing. I see the vision. I see the movement. It's in the, it's going, we're moving in the right direction. We're sailing the ship in the right direction. And with this latest move of signing Mitch Keller to a five-year, $77 million extension through the 2028 season, I feel good about the Pirates. I recorded that as well on my cello. Um, big strings guy. Big, big cello guy. Yeah. That's the one that stands up, right? I think. Um, That's the big boy. Yep. Yeah, dude. Agree with everything you said. I love what they're doing. It's it's starting to it's starting to happen. It's starting to happen. And this is all you can ask for if you're a Pirates fan. This is all you can ask for. Grow some talent. Hold on to the talent once you realize it's talent. Build around. Mitch Keller deserves it. Great year last year. Um, and it's a it's a it's a team friendly but still worthy type paycheck i love it i love it and again you just start setting precedent the more guys you sign the more you can see that like okay these guys are sticking around you find some success i'm gonna sit here and say they're going to go walk away the, with the division or anything. But compete, get better, grow your talent. Who knows? In a perfect storm, who knows? Who knows what could happen? And then all of a sudden you trade for somebody. All of a sudden you extend somebody. All of a sudden you get a big free agent who wants to stick around because their hometown is there. Whatever it may be. But they're doing the right stuff. And I agree. Now's the time to sell. I mean, stock's never been higher. Look, Kutch went good. back, right? Yeah, Kutch is back. So, um, so Kutch is back. Milk that for as much as he can. Get O'Neal all that Cruz. merch. I agree, I agree. O'Neal Cruz. O'Neal Cruz is, will be back this year. Um, yeah. Good on the Pirates, man. Because look, this whole time... We Pirates fans, we haven't been asking you to go out there and spend $300 million on anybody. No. We just want it. People just wanted you guys to pay, pay people. That's it. The bare yeah. minimum. And to your point, setting precedent, letting guys know, one, who are in that clubhouse, and two, future potential targets that you'd may want to go after. You're letting them know that, hey, we're not we're not the same cheap organization that we once were two, mm-hmm. three, four, however many years ago. 
This is a different, it's a different team. They still have some work. They still have some work to they do. do. They still have some they ground to, to make up in that area, but they're heading in the right direction. And that that's all you can ask for. Yeah. hundred percent. Raise that thing. Raise it. Uh, Speaking of raising it, Tim Anderson's going to need to raise that batting average if he wants Ooh. to stick around in Major League Baseball. But the Marlins said, uh, we think it might happen, so we'll we'll take you on. The Miami Marlins signed Tim Anderson to a one-year, $5 million contract. A season he presumably wants to forget, 2023. Yeah. He, I'm sure yeah. he's already blocked that out from his memory. Uh, not not a good year. His 582 OPS was the lowest among all qualified hitters Ugh. in Major League Baseball Ugh. and ranked last in defensive run saved for shortstop at minus 16. It was very strange. I saw somebody, I don't remember who, who posted about it, but they said the drop-off just doesn't make sense. He posted four four consecutive seasons of hitting 300 or higher. Yeah. And then just had a sudden drop off. Didn't didn't make sense. The defensive stuff you see, that's I think we just know that that's yeah. how he is defensively, but yeah. He's at least he's typically a lock. You can roll him out there and hit 280 no problem. So it was weird. Weird to see. I'm personally not a huge fan of the guy, so like it is what it is. But Good for the Marlins. The Mar- I mean, why not? What do you got to lose? Five mil? Whatever. I mean, it's a good fit for him. Of all the teams out there, Marlins are known for the Get a shot to play every day. Sure. Uh, but in terms of an environment, I think I think this works well for him. I mean, yeah. he. we all know this guy loves to play with 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 some flair and mm-hmm. Miami's a place to do that. They, they outwardly embrace it. Like there's right. no hiding the fact that that team, that that city, the organization, they're all about trying to find ways to spice things up as opposed to the rest of the league, you could say, but I, I think it'd be a good fit. And I think a change of scenery might do them well. I agree. Chicago's tough, man. And like, especially I don't dude. I just, I can't imagine starting every season up there every season. Starting off so dang cold. Like as a hitter, it's already getting your it's hard getting your season going. So doing that in the cold, just gotta be brutal. So yeah, change of scenery. And if he does get back to his typical ways in the box, him and Luis Arias, like that's that's crazy. That's a crazy amount of hits between those two guys at the top of the lineup. So Again, they don't. They still don't have any bop, but cool, good signing, I suppose. A uh, couple deals happening today: Manuel Margot, Manny Margot, and Kike Hernandez being shuffled around a little bit. Manuel Margot traded by the Dodgers to the Twins after hanging out with the team for what seemed like days. Hung around for a photo shoot, got some sweet pics for the yeah the IG and some Dodgers threads. 
but on his way on his way out heading to the no, that's Canada. I was going to say the Great White North. That's Canada. Well, I mean, you're basically there in Minnesota. Basically, you're yeah. you're basically there. They it's talk the, the same. same thing. Exactly, same thing. Uh, and then, corresponding move, the Dodgers signed Kike Hernandez uh, for a little bit of utility depth. Um, let's see the details. Uh, so he came th- over. For those that don't know, he came over in the Glass Now deal. Correct. Weird. I think it's a little weird to like have him there for like a you know like three weeks and then I I I mean I I think I know it sounds silly but I with stuff like this happens when it's these weird personnel like hey you were here for a cup of coffee I try yeah. to think about it in terms of fantasy like the same way we've done for years where Pick it's like are you are you willing yeah well. Not so much that, but are you willing to to take this guy on in a trade to get the guy that you're really after? Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you you can figure out what you want to do with him after the fact. But if if clearing up a, a a spot for somebody helps them out and helps the deal get done, sure, we'll take on a Manny Margot. And if we don't find the pieces that we like, we keep him around and and see how it pans out. But if not, or if we do find somebody see ya it was nice knowing you hope you enjoyed photo day uh and they they got their guy who i to be honest i didn't see not ending up in a dodgers uniform to start the year i mean at this point are are we just looking at like a clayton kershaw-esque situation for kike where he just rides out one-year deals with the dodgers until it's over i suppose what was the point of including him in the margot deal or i mean the uh class no deal you think that was a Rays thing or a Dodgers thing? I don't know. What are they? Was it to make room for somebody, or they they got somebody on the on the horizon that they're hoping to get a into the mix? Offload, possible slight offload, possible. He had a, yeah, he had a two-year, $19 million deal. And then I think with this deal today, Dodgers sent some money with it, right? Yeah, they did. Was it eight mil? Did I see eight mil? It wasn't a whole lot, all things considered. I um, six mil, six mil. Yeah. So very minimal, which eats half of next year, which I think is a $12 million deal next year. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. I, I, I'm confused. I'm confused because it's not that much of an offload for the raise to like, say like, Hey, please take him. But also, why ask for him to be included in the deal if you're just going to ship him out of town and half of his contract for what? Did we even see what the return was? Are you talking about on behalf of the the Dodgers? From the Twins, yeah. Uh, They got shortstop Noah Miller. So probably a low-A guy. 
I mean, I'm not sitting here and saying like, I'm not defending Manny Margot. I don't think he's anything great. You know, he's, he's nice. He has occasional pop, pretty decent glove, but in all in all, like he's a below average major league hitter. So I don't think it's anything that like, I'm not saying the Dodgers are missing out on. It's just a weird thing. Like I understand including him in the deal. I, I, I don't know why the Rays gave him that much money. To answer your question, no, no Miller high A. He got up to high A last year. So there you go. There you go. Take that for what it's worth. Um, yeah, it's confusing. I'm just, I mean, I'm just glad they got their guy back. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't see Kike starting the year with anybody other than yeah. LA. And they wanted to, or they needed to make a move to open up yeah. that spot for him. And within Side note, I'm a minutes, huge fan of players break their own contracts on social. I love huge, that. Huge fan. Much Did better. I, I, well, stop beating around the bush. Just tell people. I think I saw, uh, he put a little teaser. Oh, sure enough. Open up Instagram. He's the first post, uh, put a little teaser. He's, he's got a little dear LA, uh, wow. He put a, I didn't even read the caption. He put like a full on or no, this was from, (laughs) this was from 2021. So he just reposted it and then followed it up with a psych post and then dropped the contract details. I'm, I'm all about it. Big fan. Okay. I just like when they do that. I just like when players just come out and say it. Like, but these reporters can figure it out later. I don't know. That's it. That's all I have to say on it. Kike's Kike is Kike. Why not? It's a clubhouse guy. Your entire roster couldn't be more stacked. Who, by the way, I will be seeing on Saturday. One of my first spring training games Saturday. Nice, dude. Congrats. That's big. Cubs, that's big time. Cubs Dodgers. So maybe I get a little Ooh. Bellinger. It is a split squad day though, so I don't know how many Dodgers guys are going elsewhere. I almost, when I was putting in information, I almost got Dodgers Brewers tickets at the Brewers facility. Mm. Really, really glad I noticed that before hitting submit. Went back, going to Glendale, got some seats there. Glenn, uh, that's not Camelback, right? Oh, that is Camelback. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So where we were at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, Dodgers Rangers, I think, when we went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Mama Ray is to be in town. Catch some nice. rays, catch some sunshine, catch some beers and hot dogs, all the goods. Expensive, dude. Expensive. It's a unnecessary. It's, it's a little it's crazy. Training. Yeah, they've gotten out of hand. Are the Dodgers the outlier, though, just because of what they got in store no. for this season? It's every it, place. I mean, I remember it was a li- it was a little rough when we were out there last year trying to find mm-hmm. a game to go to. But if you want to put your butt in an actual chair, it's a minimum of sixty bucks. I'd say that's so unnecessary. Yeah, that's so unnecessary. Because in reality, you're only getting one or two abs of players that you actually know. Outside of that, yeah, it's yeah, just like, no, that makes sense. Here? Let's. Let's uh, let's raise up to a hundred. Yeah. Knowing that, let's crazy. Let's really get our money's worth here, MLB teams. Uh, Brandon Crawford signed with the 
St. Louis Cardinals providing a little bit of infield depth, uh, specifically some shortstop depth depth for Mason Wynn. Um, I like I like what the Cardinals have in the infield. I like what what we're looking at for this year. You got obviously got Goldie at first. You got Nolan Nolan holding it down at third. But you got you got Mason Wynn holding it down at the six hole. You got Crawford as the backup. You got Brendan Donovan. You got Tommy Edmond in the mix. He's I think he's projected. He's going full time center field, isn't he? Yeah, but I I'm I'm reading that if if things don't go as planned in the infield for the Cardinals, and if last year was any indication, things have a possibility of going wrong. You mm-hmm. could see Tommy Edmond back in in the infield for who knows stretches, couple spot starts here and there, but mm-hmm. they got they got pieces to work with. Um, Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, as I said, I know. expect one of those two guys to get sent somewhere soon. Yeah, yeah. If they if they don't if they have somewhat of a lackluster first half, I could see sure. one of those guys going. Sure, but working working out of an overabundance, yeah, would be yeah. their would be their scenario. Um, name someone, name someone better to to mentor a young shortstop. You can't, you literally can't. Brandon Crawford's a freaking wizard, and I'm assuming Mason wins reasoning behind all of his hype is more offensive than defensive. So get somebody in here that can work with that kid and be with that kid every single day next to him. This is like a, this is a a genius move that I don't care what Brandon Crawford provides you this year. Could be nothing. Could be nothing. And you're still getting value. So I like it. You gotta wonder though if he was looking at that Miami Marlins opening, going, "Right, I feel like I could give you just a little something for just yeah. a little bit longer." Yeah, I wonder what it was that pushed him to St. Louis. Uh, one could assume it was lack of options at this point in time. But oh yeah, yeah. I would assume. I so. guess it, I guess you can't really hold out for much longer, given that we're. Already in the midst of uh, games being played, so you gotta gotta figure it out. Got to get settled in with whoever and get it going. But like I said, I'm I'm liking that infield. Uh, to your point about Mason Wynn, he he played for like 35, 40 games last year. Hit like one seventy two. Um, so he. The potential is certainly there, but he's going to need to adapt to big league pitching. Yeah. And I, I think I think he, being around guys like Goldie and Nolan, true pure hitters, that's yeah. where you're going to, that's where you're going to benefit the most on the offensive side of the ball. But then to have Crawford next to you, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's worth its weight in gold. Uh, I think Mason Wynn would be just fine. It's really weird what's going on over there. Like you have this like older core. 
you know what I'm saying? Like you have Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan and they're like, they're obviously getting older. Like, let's just be honest. They're they're. I think their best days are probably behind them. You're still going to get really good baseball out of them. Don't get me wrong. But then you have this like group right behind them that could be a long-term thing. Brendan Donovan, Nolan Gorman, Mason Wynn, like Jordan Walker. Right. It's odd. What's like, and they're all, they're basically MLB ready while you have these like future hall of famers kind of blocking them. It's really strange. I don't know how I feel about it. And like, if you are in a weird spot this year, and you're underachieving, why not sell one of those guys considering what you have coming up behind them? I mean, the the trade Nolan conversation was, dare I say, at its peak last year when the team was just torpedoing. Like, I mean, that mm-hmm. was that was an ugly place to be if you're the St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals. I mean, people were calling, us included, calling for the manager to be fired trade Nolan on every in the replies on every tweet. That was an ugly place to be. So if, if we even get a hint of that this year, Mm -hmm. maybe we just get ahead of the ball here, get ahead of the curve and say, yeah, we just do it. We gave a shot. I guess I'm changing my mind. I, I, I said earlier that like one of Brendan Donovan or, or, um, um, Nolan Norman are getting moved. I think I feel safer saying one of Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt are getting moved. So, and they need pitching bad. They need to revamp that yeah, whole Yeah, they got staff. a rotation of geriatrics over there, but we'll see. But again, start your season off. You bring in Sonny Gray like it. Yeah, yeah, young young yeah, studs certainly. that are promising. Like you're not like I don't think they're in a horrible position, and it's not like it's a, a ridiculously out of reach division either. No, and this hodgepodge of depth that we're talking about, if it's enough to if you get adequate performance out of the these guys in the rotation, and this this depth that we're referring that we keep talking about, if that gets we we talk about this with everybody if it can get you to the deadline then you see what happens and maybe you go out and get an arm that you desperately need at least on this side of the ball so i'm just trying to give a little trying to provide a little optimism for cardinals fans because i know we're coming off a rather i i demoralizing season i get it and i think they're in i think they're in good shape i'm surprised they didn't do more trading of assets last year but I do think they're in good shape, and I think that they have tradable assets again this year if it doesn't go well again. And I, I would that's that's a silver lining if anything. Mm-hmm. It's much better than being a fan base where you're like this roster has nothing and we have nothing in the pipeline. We can't even sell what we have to revamp in any way. There could be worse situations, sure, in tougher divisions. Correct. Very valid point. Uh, speaking of divisions, let's switch over to the NL East. Look at the Mets specifically. Some uh, tough news for their rotation. Kodai Senga is going to be out 
three to four weeks all but ruling out um i don't think they've officially ruled it out but uh will not be your opening day starter yeah was diagnosed with a moderate capsule strain in his pitching shoulder after an mri um Yeah, he won't throw for three weeks getting a PRP shot. It's just more more Mets. Look, I'm going to say it. Everyone's thinking it. This is what makes you fearful of signing Japanese pitchers. We've we've seen this movie before. And I hope I'm I'm hope it's just a, a minor setback. I hope he's healthy. I hope he doesn't have to deal with, you know, continuing problems. But this is why. This is why it happens often. So I'm not surprised on top of the fact that there's a Mets logo on top of it. So fair, but you look at the contract. This is the, I believe, the second year of a 575 deal. Which so, isn't crazy. Right. Which is I'm my- saying just in general. No, no, like, for sure, for sure. But I'm all saying, of a sudden, a year later, we see Yamamoto with 300 and never thrown a pitch in this league before. Right. So no, I, I totally, I'm totally with you on that. I'm just yeah. saying, again, looking at specific situations, trying to find some optimism for some of these clubs. Uh, it could be, it could be worse if you're the Mets. Like you could have, mm-hmm. you could have dumped a whole lot more. You could have invested sure. a lot more stock into this guy. Uh, but you got him on a. Not knowing what he'd be able to provide you on American soil, you you got him at a relatively fit on a on a relatively fair deal. Yeah, and like you said, it, assuming this is nothing more than a minor setback, and he can give you that uh, same level of output that we saw last year. I think he finished second in the in the rookie of the year voting. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're okay. I think yeah. you can you can look elsewhere to take your lumps if you're the Mets because you know they're coming. But for for their sake, for for Kodai's sake, I hope it's not him that they're they're focused on because when he's when All he's on, need to be, he, he gives you the stuff. The only thing they need to be focused on is finding a trade partner for Pete Alonso because you know he ain't finishing the year there. You think he's gone? Mm-hmm. It, that's a weird situation. There's a it's, whole lot of like, we want him. I want to stay here. And also like, I'm probably not going to stay here. Yeah. It's very strange. It's very a lot Mets. of weirdness, but yeah, it's true. Mets going Met. Sorry, Kodai. I do like Kodai. Yeah. Big fan. I don't really what like the, uh, most of that roster, the, but Ghost is Fork. Is it the Ghost Fork? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you Tough. when you can coin something like that. It's true. When you get the you're ghost. Okay in, you're okay in my book. On your glove. It's pretty sick. Big fan. Uh, you know what I'm not a big fan of, Nate? And we can kind of wrap it up with this. I know we touched on a little bit last episode, but since the last time we talked about these uniforms, 
Blech. There's been a whole nother storm of kickback on the pants. Last time we talked, it was about the tops. Yeah. But what a mess they have on their hands. And that major league, but when I say they, I'm talking major league baseball fanatics. They don't really seem to care. Rob Manfred has come out and, and adamantly stated that this was done for the sake of performance. Keep these guys cooler, keep them sleeker, keep them lighter. Well, Rob, I'm all, I'm all for that. I, I think, I think improving the wearable technology in the form of uniforms is important. I think it should continue to evolve. But if you're going to put guys out in uniforms, the uniforms have to consist of actual clothing, yeah. like actual threads, actual yarn, actual I'm polyester. i the day that someone gets like a, a Gatorade bath after a walk-off. Who knows what we're going to see. I haven't even considered that. I've, I'm st- I'm stuck at thinking about what this is going to look like in mid July in Florida, swampy booty. when it's 117 degrees out, and that swass is working. I mean, again, I said it last week. How many levels of approval did this have to go through? Can't You're telling me not one person saw this and said, yeah. "Hey." Maybe let's not push this through just yet because you can see genitalia <laughs> like that uh, right then and there. That should have been where the conversation stopped or started and stopped. Like, hey, yeah. should we put should we roll these pants out? No, because you can see balls. <laughs> that's that's what we're dealing with. These pants Simple are that. atrocious. And I and they were even, they I was listening to the uh, the the Red Sox game today on the radio and. They, um, they're talking about it on the broadcast, which I I love when when broadcasters just kind of go off script a little bit and they they let you know like what they're really thinking, and they they brought up a good point. I think it was Lou Merloni was talking about how, like the the major league uniform used to like represent something. It used to mean something. It used to resemble the class and the the standard that is major league mm. baseball where it's that's as high as it goes major league baseball so you better be giving these players the best of the best and when you're rolling these guys out in uniforms that aren't even adequate enough to ward off a trip to dick sporting goods to find a backup pair of pants because that's happened with some of these guys they said uh yeah might need to run to to the old sporting goods store because these aren't it. If that's if that's what you're rolling these guys out in, that and and it's the people that say, well, they're just and there's been a lot of guys even within baseball, forget about the fans that don't care. There've been a lot of guys in the league that are just like, ah, whatever, it is what it is. I'm like, have have some pride in something. <laughs> like Mookie Betts was just like, ah, as long as I got a uniform. I'm like, dude. First of all, Mookie Betts has never been in solidarity with like anything when it comes yeah. to like other guys around the league. He's going to do what he's going to do and that's that. So I'm not surprised as much with him. But other guys have spoken out around the league being like, "Eh, it is what it is, you know." Who like, I saw I'm wearing wear pants it down today, by the way, Mookie Betts. I've seen a lot more of that. I I mm-hmm. think that might be the move now that he's the uh the, the infielder. Yeah, whatever. 
Um, yeah, I heard the, to, the guys aren't able to get them tailored the way they the way they like. Yeah, the, the sizes are all off. Yeah, it's it's just a mess. And so finishing up my thought, the the fans who are just like, who cares? They're just uniforms. It's like, yes. I get it. We're not the ones wearing these on-field, quote-unquote, authentic uniforms, and it shouldn't really matter to us, but it's it's indicative of the direction of Major League Baseball, to me, that mm-hmm. if you can't even get the uniform that represents the teams that these players play for and ultimately representing the league as a whole, if you can't even get that right, then what other corners are we cutting? What other ways are we trying to maximize profits at the at the cost or the sake of uh, quality of product that we're whether it's on field, whether it's apparel, whether it's TV deals, whatever it is? What corners are we cutting as a league, Major League Baseball, where we're just trying to maximize the dollar and then slide it under the sweep it under the rug under the guise of increased airflow it doesn't matter put these guys in pants that they can wear like why are we talking about this this shouldn't even be a topic of conversation why are we talking about see-through baseball pants rolling into it it rolling into spring training i said this i i tweeted this out yesterday or it may have been even today in reference to um the mlb network conversation that you and I were having. Oh yeah. Where where you can't if you're subscribed to MLB TV, you still don't have access to MLB TV or MLB network. You have to have that through like a cable provider. To which I tweeted, so we pay 150 for MLB TV and we don't get access to MLB network. Major League Baseball insists on getting and staying in its own way. The short-sightedness of milking a percentage of fans for every last dollar instead of making the game accessible to countless fans and getting to a point of printing money is beyond counterproductive. That was in reference to the MLB network, again, conversation you and I are having, but you could also apply that to these uniforms. It's like, we're trying to map, you're rolling them out in the cheapest quality pants, uniforms as a whole possible to maximize profits. Why not just go back to what we were doing when these, when this wasn't a topic of conversation and then we can worry about other things like, Oh, I don't know, maybe ending blackouts. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Uh, two things. Nike is going to Nike. The other thing is, um, if for those unfamiliar, this is a 10 year agreement that started in 2020. So we're not even halfway there. Which to clear to clear something up, there's been there's been a lot of confusion in the comments saying, well, is it Nike? Is it Fanatics? Nike, they are designed by Nike, but they're manufactured by Fanatics. So really it's like a three-headed monster we're dealing with yeah. here. Major League Baseball, Nike, and Fanatics. Like everybody you you could say at the but end I think of the day the it's issue responsible is gonna, for the right issue. because if Nike's outsourcing their manufacturing to Fanatics, that's a Nike issue, and with Nike's logo on it instead of the Fanatics logo, you you can probably assume that Nike is going to be the one to fix this. So, uh, yeah, it's bad. I I 
it makes me think of like you remember the, those like weird one or two years in the NBA where they had like short sleeve jerseys. That's what makes that's <laughs> this is just as catastrophic. This is just as bad. You remember those? Where it was like oh, the yeah. weird. It wasn't even like a short sleeve, but it wasn't. It was like a. It's like a like a girl's short sleeve. <laughs> I think <laughs> barely that's when the shoulder. I, why do I remember LeBron being in Cleveland at that time? He was. Yeah. Okay. It was like him yeah. and Kyrie were there together. Yeah. 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 I remember those jerseys. So that was <laughs> yeah. hideous. Yeah. That's what. Like, makes what are we me, doing? Yeah. These are like I, these are like you know Halloween costume MLB jerseys. It to people say that it's not it's not a big deal that you can you can't really notice it. You, oh, can you can tell you no, can, you can tell you what brand day, you of <laughs> you can tell what brand of compression shorts these guys are wearing. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. You can definitely tell uh we talked about the tops last week, but like you I can't even read the names on the on the backs of jerseys right now. I can't even read them. It's so small and like the the lettering or like the lining around the letters it, it's impossible. Well, I know, like I said, last week we talked about the tops and I, I thought we were kind of going to be done with that. But since that conversation that we had, more issues have come up with the tops in, in regards to the like the letter spacing now and the angling. Right. I don't know if you saw, uh, I think it was Michael Chavis in Seattle. His He took a picture of his uniform and I don't even think there was a, I, I might be mistaken. I don't even think he put a caption. It was just like presented without comment, essentially. Mm. And the the number height was off. So I think he's, t- yeah, he's 10 because he took over Kelnick's number. The one and the zero are like different heights. Oh boy. And the the letter spacing is crooked and not, not consistent <laughs> across the name. Like it's... And then I saw uh, Ian Happ. I think I posted it actually, where, where it's like an H and an A, and then a gap, just like a triangular gap in the middle. And then you got the two P's off, <laughs> like cockeyed off to the side, and they're like oh, grouped man. together. And they've got to get. It's just it's it's a mess. It's a mess. And the more that I see, like at first I thought um, that it was just a letter size issue. But like I said, I'm, uh, I've since been seeing more and more one-off I say mm-hmm. one-off, but unique, uh, issues that are coming up where for some, it'll be the spacing for some, it'll be the letter size. It'll be the letter, letter height. And then it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, they're not they're not even proofing these jerseys. They they're I think not. they just it's they tough. they they throw the steam on there and they say, let's move along. I don't Painful. I don't understand. Just be better. Trey Turner came out and said everyone hates him. <laughs> and I think as baseball fans, we can go ahead and ignore, like we talked about last week, you can ignore all the Nike sponsored athletes who are coming out and trying to take a, yeah. a a phony yeah. stance for the like, they're getting paid to say that listen to guys like trey who are just telling you how it is you've got other player players posting about it on social like what are we doing mm-hmm. just fix the issue how hard is it for rob Man- just for once do something right and don't wait to do it at this point it's our i i would argue it's already too late but how hard would it be for rob manford to just come out and say hey 
you know, we got this, we got this wrong. We messed up. We're going to do what we need to do to fix it as the commissioner of major league baseball, regardless if it's a Nike issue, regardless, regardless if it's a fanatics issue as the league that is rolling these uniforms out there, just come out and say, Hey, look, we're going to go behind closed doors. We're going to get this ironed out. No pun intended. We're going to go ahead and get this fixed so that this isn't an issue anymore. So that this isn't a, a topic of conversation because it shouldn't be because this should have never happened in the first place because we're better than that because we're major league baseball. That's all. How hard would it be to do that? But he doesn't. And Tony Clark, I trust that man gets stuff done. I mean, he came out and said that it's, you know, it's disappointing. Uh, he said each conversation with the guys is yielding more information with what we're seeing. A lot of the rhetoric is confirmation that the pants are see-through. It's been an ongoing conversation where each day has yielded something new, as I was saying, that doesn't seem to make as much sense as you would like it. It's it's literally, there's a new issue coming up with these things each and every day. And it's... Well, look, when you talk about how guys get a percentage of jersey sales... And if jersey sales are going to be down because of the quality of jersey that's being made and printed and sent out there. There you go. Someone's going to step in and big white bearded Tony Clark is going to put an end to this nonsense. That beard is impeccable. It's pristine. I'll give him that. Uh, all right. I don't want to talk about uniforms anymore. It all I all I'm saying is just fix it before opening day. Like sure, whatever. We can have a circus out there for spring training. I don't really care. Not that many people are watching. Just have it fixed, but by opening day, it's really not that big of a deal. And spare me on the whole like inventory issue or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Give them away. Give them away to little leagues where they belong because these are little <laughs> league. These are little league products, and I'm sure they would benefit from. I mean, talk about a great PR move. Say, hey, we messed up, but you there know you what? Go. We're going to, I mean, I mean, these are grown men uniforms, so it may not that work with matter. Little League. Don't overthink it. You, you get what I'm saying. Like some, a lot of these Nike crap products, I'm sure it could benefit somebody. So just give them away and let's start fresh. That's that's all we need to do. Easy fix, MLB. Uh, closing the book here, uh, unless you wanted to get to anything else. I'm out of it. Uh, I believe, yeah, last week Netflix announced uh, via Twitter that they will be releasing a documentary on the uh, exodus, if you will, mm. of the Montreal Expos. They tweeted out, they said, uh, the tweet said, in 2004, Quebec's beloved Expos left Montreal. A new documentary coming to Netflix will explore the setbacks that led to the baseball team's departure and how it continues to spark debate 20 years later. Uh, and then I believe the president of the uh, production team, which I believe is called Attraction, Richard Spears, said, quote, the Expos were the first MLB team outside of the U.S. And despite their departure from Montreal, they continue to have passionate fans to this day. This film will tell the story of the team through the eyes of those who lived it. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be tuning into this as will I, when does that come out? Uh, I want to say this year, let me double check. 
That's it. That's all we get. Netflix can't fill us in in a little bit more. Uh, I'm sure there was some follow-up. Uh, let's see. Because I know next year, presumably, I'm assuming next year, will be the uh, Red Sox doc. Um, yeah. Filmed this year, released next year, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I don't, I'm assuming they're not going to crank that out like right after the season. I'm sure we're going to have to sit on that. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing when it's going to be released. I would I venture love, this year. I love that year. Netflix is getting into this, though. Two baseball documentaries from Netflix. Never a bad thing. It's yeah, going to force this, me to sign up for Netflix again, unfortunately. Again, Netflix, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, they're cranking out some, over the last handful of years, they're cranking out some quality uh, sports docs, I will say. Because I forgot that, I think next, uh, or not next, Last Dance originated on Netflix, right? Mm, and migrated Plus. To, no, I think it migrated to ESPN Plus, but I think it started on Netflix. Uh, I think it was the other way around. I'm like 99% sure it started I'm like on 99% sure. How do, you, how do you feel about that then? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, it said the series was released weekly from April 19th to the April 19, 2020 to May 17, 2020. Uh, episodes were released on Netflix the day after their ESPN airing. Okay, point taken. Oh, point uh, taken. But still, tally there, one up. there have been some some they're uh, they're showing up in the sports world. They are last, the last full swing, so, bringing that I'm ex- back. I'm excited. The racing one. They're doing good. Good for Netflix. I'm about it. Still not ready um, to drop $18 a month on them. That's insane. Isn't it up to like $15.99? I don't know. No, I'm not doing it though. I got enough going on. Enough enough subscriptions. Yeah. Until they partner with something else. And when you when Netflix decides to go buy MLB or something and <laughs> brings in MLB Network, that's when I'll pull the trigger. Trigger. But Everyone else is like, hey, you want Disney? I've got Hulu. Like, everything else is partnered. Netflix is like, no, we're just going to stay on our own thing. How about we just burn it all and just go back to cable like we originally planned? This is getting out of control, dude. The streaming is is out of control. I can't with these subscriptions anymore. Everything is subscription now. Everything. sure is i hate it and it's like only some of them get rights to some things it does make me miss cable i get it i mean we're basically paying the same as what we did for cable no no what i'm saying is like we're we're ultimately paying for the the freedom and the flexibility to watch what we want when we when we want it but it's like in terms of content it's so scattered and spread out right it's like, can we, can, if there's, if there's something out there, can somebody tell me like, is, is there like a, a, a la carte option where you, you just pick what you want and just there pay is. like a singular fee? There is. And it's not legal. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not, we can have that conversation off air. My um, mom and stepdad use it and it is 
very spotty, but they have like 18,000 channels. And okay. there's just a little app that they download that probably is taking over their little fire stick. But it works. We'll, we'll take that off air. We'll take that off air. Uh, anything else you got before we head out of here? feels good to be able to just throw a game on during your work day. Sure does. I, I sure does. It. I miss that. It does feel great. I will report back after um, after my spring training experience. What day you know, is that, you said? Saturday. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Be looking forward to hearing it. Catching Chris Stapleton Friday night. Nice. Spring training Saturday. It's going to be a good weekend. Real good weekend. I'll let you know. I'll report back on my findings with the menu as well, as always. If um, if this Joey Votto third host thing doesn't work out, mm. let me run it by run it by uh, Yamamoto. Okay, and see if we if he has any interest in. I'll snag him being our full time third host. I like that. Not we can plan. snag him in between start days. It, it'll be fine. It'll work. Yeah. I am going to be real bummed if Otani's the on the split squad in Milwaukee. But I went with like the, I'm thinking superstars are going to be at home for split yeah, squad. Yeah, isn't day. that how, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that usually how, I'm, honestly, I don't know, but I, I just assume, don't they, for split squad days, don't they just keep guys at home? I think for the most part, I think it depends on the position too. But, Obviously, Fair. like the yeah. Dodgers roster is pretty figured out. I don't think there's a whole lot of position competition going on. So I hope so. Yeah, but they're deep enough to where there's going to be names on the road and at home. Like, you're, yeah. you're I mean, you're not going to have like maybe the names yeah. on the road, but you, if they keep their It'll stars at home, you'll yeah. have, you'll have some names on the road wherever they're yeah. at. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing how that goes. Uh, but other than that, that's all I got. Rate, Let's review, a... subscribe. Hit us up on YouTube. Uh, try to get trying those. to get to 2K. Trying to get to 2K by the end of the year. So yeah. let's keep that. Let's keep that moving. I appreciate yeah. everybody who's uh, subscribed thus far. But yeah, if you haven't, let's keep it rolling. Let's hit. Let's hit 2K. Yeah, yeah. Go create fake email addresses to then subscribe go log into your grandma's tv subscribe there yes without her knowing here's here's an enticer if you're somebody who's like well i don't want to watch your episodes on youtube i'm more of an audio person go subscribe and then just as like a one-off to get yourself in the in the baseball zone Check out our vlog from last year's there World you go. Baseball Classic. I keep this time of year. I'm gonna be pushing that. Go back and watch that. I went back and watched it uh, the other day just for kicks. Get a little gas. Took up. me back. It, it took me back. That was a good time. So it's absolutely if you crazy. Don't, it's been a year. It's wild. So if you don't want to watch not- us on YouTube, at least go subscribe and then go check out the World Baseball Classic vlog we put out last year. And there's your there's your trade off. But other than that. Uh, appreciate you all. Love y'all. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Don't go chasing curveballs. 
Olivia and as always looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon until next time stay filthy